top stories of the week. George Christensen continues to remain George Christensen. Labour continues to remain Labour. And Boris Johnson continues to remain a goddamn liar. This is News Weekly, and I'm going to start selling vitamin supplements to stop frogs turning me gay, or something. Hello, I'm Sammy Shah, and welcome to News Weekly, where I punch the news in the headlines weekly. George Christensen surprises no one news now. The Minister for Sex Tourism in Manila has come under attack recently for appearing on Alex Jones's InfoWars broadcast. The Minister for Dawson, a division in Queensland that has decided over four separate elections that no one represents them better than the man who had to be warned by Australian intelligence agencies that his repeated trips to the red light district in the Philippines could compromise national security. So, many of you may be asking who Alex Jones is. Well, for starters, he's an American far-right conspiracy theorist, radio and streaming video host. But oh, he's so much more than that. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. You think I am like oh, shocked by it, so I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people? I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! And when he's not worried about frogs turning gay, he's trying to sell you weird vitamins. Why would you spend your money this Christmas season to buy gifts for friends and family and loved ones with the establishment, with the big corporations that are dedicated to waging war on all of our freedoms and suppressing us and forcing medical tyranny on us? I've never backed down to tyranny. We've had incredible successes fighting them thanks to your support. But now, as 2021 comes to a close, I want to encourage you now more than ever to support the truth. And you do that at InfoWarsStore.com. That means if you want storewide free shipping, double Patriot points, and up to 50% off on our best-selling products like Prostagard, you have to take advantage of it right now. We also have vitamin mineral fusion sold out for months, back in stock, all the vitamins, all the minerals, the amino acids, so good for your immune system, your entire body, it's 40% off. DNA Force Plus, 40% off. The list goes on and on. Prostagard with soft palm meadow, it's not just good for your prostate, good for all your glands. It's 50% off, again, with free shipping. And some items are even above 50% off. Clearly, he knows his audience well. Vitamin-deficient conspiracy theorists looking for a discount who hate Satan. Over the years, Alex Jones has claimed there's a Democrat-run pedophile ring under a pizza shop in Washington, D.C. That the children killed in the Sandy Hook school shooting were actors. Then we see footage of one of the reported fathers of the victims, Robbie Parker, doing classic acting training where he's laughing and joking and they say hey we're live and he goes oh <laughs> and maybe that's real i'm sure it is we didn't say you were a crisis actor and believe this happened we just pointed out that you're an admitted actor and journalism student and said that you're anti-gun and that you're being fed talking points illusion what's your bottom line what do you think really happened at sandy hook i can tell you Children did not die. Teachers did not die on December 14th, 2012. It just could not have happened. Oh, and sometimes he writes weird erotic fiction about Donald Trump and goblins. So I never expected Trump charging into a goblin's nest to not get some goblin vomit and slopping blood on him. I just don't want to catch him in bed with a goblin. 
I don't want to see him kissing goblins, having political succubus with goblins. I don't want to see him ingratiating goblins. So, of course, George Christensen would go on Alex Jones' show. After all, in 2017, Christensen appeared on a podcast run by a notorious group of neo-Nazis called The Dingoes. And again, in 2020, he was a guest on a YouTube channel called Unshackled, which has also previously featured neo-Nazis. It's not a big leap from talking with Hitler enthusiasts to a guy who thinks Bill Gates is controlling the weather. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number two. George Christensen is a member of Parliament. Okay, so just before we go on to the interview itself, here's a selection of stuff that happened in hour one of the Alex Jones InfoWars episode featuring Georgie. This is all a plan to discredit our countries and collapse them. That's Klaus Schwab's own admissions. Tyranny's not coming, it's here. And I told you, pedophilia is only the entree to the larger feast that is killing our children in mass. Sunday Live, COVID-19 hysteria is a psychological warfare weapon launched by the Davos group to conquer Earth. People say, well, how are you taking it, Jones? They're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're coming for everybody. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about my family and my children. That means your children as well, because we're all on this together. We're all on the same damn ship, sinking into the icy waters of tyranny. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. And then it was time for the thriller from Manila, the precaution from Dawson. George Christensen is a member of parliament. Every time we see people out there protesting, whether it be in front of an embassy or elsewhere, protesting for our rights in Australia, it really does embolden the patriots. So that's cool. He wants people in other countries to protest outside Australian embassies. It's weird how a politician from the federal government can tell foreigners to protest his own country, and that's seen as free speech and George being George. But that time, Yasmin Abdul Majid put up a Facebook post about the Anzacs. She was hounded out of the country for not being Australian enough. I guess the Anzacs must have hated Australian embassy staff as well. It looks like it's got electrical fence being put up at the top. I mean, it, it, it looks like something out of Auschwitz or something. Why would you need these big fences? Ah, uh, yes, that's right. The quarantine facilities are the same as Auschwitz. You know, I didn't realize George Christensen was so against people being detained against their will in detention centers that look like prisons. It's certainly not made evident by the fact that he repeatedly voted against ending the indefinite detention of refugees being held on Manus and Nauru. Christensen's comments have been roundly criticized by his colleagues. And by roundly, I mean barely. A strong rebuke from the acting nationals leader, but not from Barnaby Joyce, currently overseas. A spokesperson saying, while the Deputy Prime Minister doesn't agree with the comments made, Mr Christensen has the right to say what he believes. It's good to know Barnaby Joyce respects others' rights to their beliefs, especially given what I believe about Barnaby Joyce. Prime Minister Scott Morrison also had harsh words about his colleague. George is not a candidate uh, for the LNP at the next election. And I think George um, should uh, quietly go into retirement. How good is a gentle scolding? So just how chastised is George Christensen? 
Well, two days after being told off by the Prime Minister and Deputy Prime Minister, he posted a video online with his face superimposed over Mel Gibson's from the movie Braveheart and shrugged off complaints as hyperventilation. There we go then. Lesson learned. Meanwhile, Alex Jones has some choice words of his own for our Prime Minister. To the Australian Prime Minister, Mr. Conservative Christian, that lets them create an internet ID and, and lock people in their houses and says the shots are permanent and don't talk to your neighbors or don't look at the sun and COVID FEMA camps as he, as he shepherds everyone into total tyranny but gives himself and his family waivers to do whatever they want. He now says, oh, it's terrible. I, I've got his quotes right here. Oh, it's just absolutely terrible. He says, I denounce the comments in the strongest possible terms. The Holocaust was an evil abomination respect for the victims requires that it never be referenced in such a trivial and insensitive manner well joseph mingala would deny medical care to people he didn't like joseph mingala forced people to take injections and i've got australia right here queensland health confirms organ transplant recipients need to be vaccinated for covid or will be allowed to die that sounds pretty damn nazi to me mr prime minister but let's hear from a German about it, since you tell us we're not allowed to talk about it, even though my grandfather's fought Hitler and what you're recreating, you monstrous pig demon. You know what? Monstrous pig demon? A lot catchier than ScoMo. It's going to be six more months of this shit news now. The next election could still be as much as six months away, but both major parties are already in campaign mode. Labour, after suffering a shock defeat in the last federal election that was only a shock if you've never paid any attention to elections, Labour, the complete and utter failure of polls to be even vaguely accurate and continue to think that political pundits aren't paid by the word, Labour are now here with a bold new strategy. No more being led by a boring white guy with zero charisma and appeal named Bill Shorten when they can instead be led by a boring white guy with zero charisma and appeal named Anthony Albanese. Our leader, our next Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. At the campaign launch, Albanese came out strong with a bold new rap. Now we want to put the past two years behind us. But to do that, we need to put this government behind us. All right, calm down, real slim Albanese. You can spit rhymes later. What's the policy stuff? Today, Labor's outlined a skills policy. 20,000 new university places, 45,000 new TAFE spots and waiving fees for more than 400,000 TAFE students in fields where more workers are needed. That's actually really good. If only we hadn't just suffered almost 40,000 job losses in the tertiary education sector, meaning there will be a lot of students, just no one to teach them. The other big announcement is to cut emissions by 43%. Labor's plan will cost just shy of $700 million over the next four years. But modelling shows it would create 600,000 jobs, mostly in regional Australia, and cut the average annual electricity bill by $275. 43% of course is a lot higher than the government's promise of 26% to 28%. Unfortunately, according to the Climate Council, it's still too low. It needs to be a minimum of 50%, um, but we would be arguing it needs to be more like 75% reduction. So between continuing to sell themselves as just slightly better than the Liberals, a tactic that hasn't really worked for them in the past, does Labour have any new ideas for winning the next election? 
Maybe learning from the New Zealand playbook and entering into a coalition with the Greens, thus finally creating a power block much like the Liberals and the Nationals have used to win elections for several years. Would you rule out... Would you rule yeah, we, we out made a clear, the Greens minority We're not government. going to enter into a coalition with the Greens. We've been making that clear from day one. This is this is all this is just Scott Morrison lying again. Well, what happens if you're at 73 it. seats though, and the other right. guys at 72? I mean, well, well uh, we're seeking to win uh, government in our own right. Maybe they're just addicted to being in the opposition now, like Stockholm syndrome. Except the hostage is their own chances of winning an election. Meanwhile, what's Scott Morrison been up to? Prime Minister Scott Morrison is spending the day at Mount Panorama for the Bathurst 1000 Supercars event. And look, it's just great to see people coming back. And you know, this is, you know, I, I've been saying all week we're not looking in the um, in, into the into the review through the rearview mirror. We're looking through the front windscreen going into 2022. And I think that today is a great example of that. So I think that's great. God, he's totally going to win, isn't he? It's my party and a lie if I want to news now. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is many things. A canny political survivor who has outlasted all his critics and outachieved all the expectations about him. A cartoon buffoon who looks stupider than he sounds. A reminder that the rest of the world should be embarrassed of itself for having been colonised by an island of people who eat spotted dick. And giant misanthropic liar who has lived a life of believing the rules don't apply to him, even when he makes them himself. Well, he is now the centre of controversy after it was discovered there was a Christmas party in 10 Downing Street at the height of England's Covid lockdowns. The Prime Minister, the government, spent the week telling the British public there was no party. All guidance was followed completely. Millions of people now think the Prime Minister was taking them for fools and that they were lied to. They're right, aren't they? But this leaked video, showing his then press secretary laughing over how to describe the gathering, has sparked an angry backlash. This fictional party was a business meeting. <laughs> and it was not socially distanced. The video triggered an apology. I was also furious to see that clip. And Mr Speaker... I apologise, I apologise unreservedly for the offence that it has caused up and down the country and I apologise for the impression that it gives. Boris Johnson has since bravely and boldly told his press secretary to resign, a standard he's never adhered to himself. And soon after, a resignation. My remarks seemed to make light of the rules. Rules that people were doing everything to obey. That was never my intention. The whole thing has created a lack of trust in the British Prime Minister's office, shocking those of us who don't understand why there ever was any trust still left in the British Prime Minister's office, an office which has sunk to new levels of failure so low they make that time Neville Chamberlain trusted Hitler to deliver peace seem like a high point. Luckily, we here in Australia do not have a Prime Minister who believes the rules are different for him than the rest of us. The minister is under fire after it was revealed that he secured an exemption to travel to Sydney for Father's Day. 
That's all for this week's edition of News Weekly. Please come over to my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Sammy Shah, S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, where you'll find the text edition of News Weekly, along with other essays, uh, recipes, short story excerpts, book excerpts, and anything else you might want to see from me or hear from me or read from me, and I will happily provide it. Otherwise, I'll see you right back here next week on News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Weekly.